What up, everybody? Happy New Year. Welcome to 2024. Not welcome to Jump Street. Welcome to 2024. We are here wow. to welcome you into the new year. Thank wow. you for joining us for another adventure with Jump Street Podcast. What's going on, Billy? Are you fresh off the Homie Bill Challenge right now? I forgot this. Yeah, I did it this morning. I do it every morning. Hell yeah. Yeah. So you uh, ha- Happy New Year. Um, yeah, to those who who don't know, I do a workout challenge every uh, January 1st to January 31st. This is the third non-consecutive year. The first one was in 2021. I didn't do 2022 for some reason. I don't remember. 2023, uh, I did it again. And here we are, 2024, doing it again. And we're only five days in. And dude, it's like a super physical kind of thing. Like, And then at the end, it gets like way tough. Like it starts it starts like averagely tough, but then it gets really tough. But um. I was I was talking to someone today about it, like despite the physical nature of it and the physical demandingness of it, I feel like the biggest benefit of it all is like mental. You know what I mean? It's like the the mental benefits are just huge because I don't know, you just like start the day like that. Um if anyone like goes through like I don't know, don't want to get too serious too early in the episode, but if anyone has like depression, anxiety, any of these things, like or just like uh self-doubt, like whatever. Like when you like get through these things and you like get it done, it's like really beneficial. I found it to be super beneficial for me. And even though I feel good physically, like that also translates mentally. So I think it's something I'm just going to use as a launch pad and just keep going for a while. You should. I tell um, you that every year yeah. too. I'm like, just why is it got to end in January 30th? Just keep it going. You could take breaks here and there. But I think the habit of building a routine too is is healthy in itself. Like every morning you're doing it pretty much, I'm guessing. So like, yeah. just to do that every morning, start off with some positivity, some physical activity is a good thing. It's good for your brain as well to start that off. Absolutely, man. Like, um, but yeah, shout out to everyone who's doing it. If you haven't started yet, jump on. We still have time. You don't have to worry about like starting January 1st. It's ultimately like a 31 day challenge. So do it at your pace, do your thing. If you join it, I appreciate it. And if you don't, that's all good too. But I'm going to do my little follow on Instagram at homie bill challenge on Instagram. That's it. At homie bill challenge. Um, that being said, I'm going to do my little spiel right now. Please, if you don't follow us and you like what you're watching, you like what you're hearing, please follow us on our social media networks. We have a Facebook. You can give us a like. We have a YouTube. You can hit the subscribe button and notification bell so you get notified when we have an episode. We have an iTunes. If you like only listening and no viewing, actually, maybe they might have viewing on their video. I don't know. I don't know. I'm bad with technology, as you know. But... um. So you can give us a five-star rating. You can give us a review, you know, even on the YouTube, leaving a comment, sharing. It really helps boost us up the algorithm and stuff like that and helps get our stuff out there. And we also have a Patreon. Um, I just did a new Patreon video. That should be up shortly. It's, um, and then, yep. So we have exclusive content. We have Patreon videos that we put out. We do uh, section reviews with our guests. We allow our Patreons to we let them know who our guests are before the episodes, before we announce our guest, and then they get to ask questions to our guest. So they have exclusive question rights to our guest, and they are automatically entered into winning something from our online store for free every month. Every month we have a drawing, and uh, you could win a hat, you could win a mug, you could win a shirt, you could win a hoodie. You could win a hoodie. It's $3 a month. Think about this. <laughs> so if, if you do it $3 a month for like 20 months, and you and you win a hoodie. You pretty much just bought a hoodie. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have had winners um, that have only been subscribed for like a month or two. So like, no, they totally. only really pay like three dollars, and they got like you know a shirt or a hoodie or a mug or a hat, whatever it was. So it's pretty yeah. pretty good deal. 
So on top of all the they other might have benefits, bailed. who knows? They might have bailed after that month. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> on top of all the other benefits, you get that. And not only that, you encourage us to continue doing this show that we've been doing for over five years now that for us is something that we love to do, something we could bring to you guys, and it gives us that boost. So consider it, you know? That's all I'm saying. Consider it. But thank you. That is my spiel for today. Well said. Just to tag on your spiel, I was checking out our analytics yesterday. Um, and according to YouTube, 40% of the people who watch our show aren't subscribed. So thank you all for watching. But if you aren't subscribed already, please subscribe to us so that you get notified every time we do go live and don't miss it. Um, that's such a weird ratio that like people yeah. would watch our videos so frequently and just not be subscribed. I don't know what that's about. But... Also, oh, I wanted to give a shout out to Miguel Ramos. Miguel Ramos just started a oh, YouTube. Yes. He just started a YouTube channel, and he um, he just I think he only has a few videos out at the moment, but he is gonna start taking that channel and making it like a teaching YouTube channel. And dude, I'm telling you, like I've been skating, like I've known Miguel for a long time, and there have been moments I've been with him, and he's taught me some super helpful fundamentals. After I've been skating for 20 years, I already I had already been pro, filmed a ton of sections, and just basics on uh, little intricacies that are so important, just like how to get a proper air from a you know quarter pipe, when to like just like little like over the shoulder both ways, like these super important fundamentals that sometimes we can neglect to acknowledge because we're like aiming for like the higher, bigger tricks and stuff like that. But he's a uh, yeah, so check that out. Check out his uh, YouTube page. Just to, um, go to YouTube, Miguel Ramos. I think it's Miguel Ramos. Um, I'll put. We'll put it in the description here. I'm trying to find it now. Um, yeah, it's. I'll put it in there. But like you said, put it funny, in there. It's funny because, like you said, I. Uh, he's helping you with things still to this day after all the time you've been skating, and I, I, I tell him every time that I see him and or or on the show, just like about inverts, and he has gave me a lot of points and and, and tips on doing inverts, and it has helped. I got to stay consistent with it because he's like the man at those. But right. I feel like I need to like do it with him in person, him like personally coach me and like scream at me in like Spanish or something to get me to do him. Um, yeah, he, he's the man though. He's got so much knowledge and skill and he's he's just he's always willing and down to help. So definitely check out yeah. his YouTube channel. I'm going to find it and link it in the video description so that people could check him out um, right there. But let me give a quick shout out to our new Patreon supporters this week. We have Alan Fulrot. Gabe Talamantes and Philip Ackerman. Thank you all so much for supporting the show. And like Billy said before, since you are now Patreon supporters, you're entered for a giveaway from anything from our online store. So we're going to spin the wheel this month. First spin of the year, 2024. First winner. Who we got here? Royal Castillo. Shout out Royal Castillo. <laughs> I was I saw the name and I was just waiting. I was like, let's go. How's he going to say Royal Castillo? Congrats, yeah. man. Uh, uh, or whoever you are. Thank you for supporting. And we will uh, reach out to you so that you could have whatever you want from our online store. We'll send it your way. Thank you so much for supporting. Oh, what are the odds? Um, so if you're a certain tier on our Patreon, you... Um, you represent the WTF of the week that we have on the top of the show every week. And this week's WTF is brought to us by none other than Royal Castillo. So Whoa, what a coincidence. You nailed it, dude. You nailed what the name on this. You just nailed the name. I'm so proud of you, dude. This person is probably like 
Korean or something and it's not pronounced that way at all. <laughs> but, I don't think yeah. Castillo is a <laughs> Korean name. Probably, probably Jewish, but um, Jewish fellow. <laughs> <laughs> um, happy Passover. But yes, so Roel is uh, bringing us this week's WTF. We have from Mr. Takeshi Yasutoko, who shows us how to use his hands around the skate park with some airs right there. I don't know if you saw this one, Billy. He like, I haven't. Whoa. Yeah, that's pretty dangerous, I would say. He like... 360s uh a hip gap i guess but like uses his hands around a pole to swing around and kind of bring him around um risky shit this is like something that only a ninja at transition like takeshi is good at so super cool i never seen that one before um and yeah takeshi is always throwing down with some next level shit so shout out takeshi takeshi shout out roel castillo for supporting Bro, the the role that like Japanese skaters have played in this culture is incredible, man. Oh, yeah. s- s- someone wrote in in this chat. It's Miguel Ramos LGS. So I'm guessing let's go skate. So that would be the <laughs> that would be the uh, the YouTube. So it, it would be Miguel Ramos LGS. I'm guessing it's let's go skate or um, let's get some. <laughs> but yeah, cool. I will find it and put it in here. I can't find it right now, but it'll be in the YouTube description if you're watching on YouTube. Cool. Um, and also, one more thing. Um, yeah. John Julio just announced the Blading Cup dates. Um, so there, the Blading Cup is back. Um, there's going to be one in the fall in uh, California, in Santa Ana, in the same location. It changed from a three-day to a two-day event due to city ordinance. And there will be an event in Indonesia, in Jakarta. I don't, I'm not sure exactly how to say it. In Jakarta, but yeah. I guess so. Yeah, Jakarta. Um, so that'll be interesting. Wow, like the first Blading Cup um, international in Asia. That's yeah. so, so so that'll bring a whole crew of people. It would be amazing to see everyone from like Korea and Japan, like all that oh, talent yeah. at that event. That'll be something else. So the dates are um, May 3rd through the 5th in uh, Jakarta, Indonesia and November 1st and 2nd in Santa Ana, California. So the return of the Blade Cup, we are super grateful. Thank you very much, uh, John Julio. Like I said, like there are certain people that put a lot of extra work into the um, this culture to keep these to keep it vibrant and healthy. And a lot of those people are the people who throw these events. Everyone from the Mile High Battle to the Winter Clash, which is right around the corner. Blade Cup is obviously massive. All the um, the competitions throughout the... I, I don't want to start getting into naming them because I'm going to forget some, but um, everyone who throws events and all these things, it's just like we really need to tip our cap to these people because that's the thing. It's, it's, it's very selfless work. It takes a lot of work. Sometimes you end up costing a lot of money out of your own pocket and it brings so much joy and health and vibrancy to the community. So shout out John Julio for bringing back the blading cup. Super stoked to have that this year and yeah, it'll be fun. Yeah. I'm pumped to see how the Jakarta one is going to go down. That's going to be interesting to see those guys. Like I, like I, yeah, like, like I said, just like locally, like all those, I mean, who do we got? We got uh Warpage, 
you know we got like all yeah. the japan like everyone close and that's not far in thailand you know um mm, yeah i would assume like cj and these guys would have easier access like True. the australian people and uh, japan right all the talent in japan and south korea which is just out of control yeah so i i would imagine it's going to be like a really and then i don't know if you if you saw the picture in the edit with julio uh over there in indonesia there's just like so many skaters that's that might be the most lit blade cup ever yeah, I uh, it, I could say that the Indonesia is probably going to be the most stylish skating event ever, <laughs> ever done. I could predict that. Yeah, um, yeah. But let's uh, we have some stuff to get to today. But before we do that, we have a sponsor for this week's episode. Shout out to our sponsor, Create Originals, who just dropped the Sean Kelso Reflect Yo OG frames that just dropped. Super sick frame. Uh, came with a cool promo edit too from Sean Kelso. It's like a reflective kind of uh, insert on it, I guess you could say, with matching Chrome hardware as well. And for anybody who has the uh, them the base them skates, it kind of matches that pretty well as well. And the packaging and everything to go along with it, super cool. I don't know how you would have missed it by now, but if you haven't already, check out Sean's promo edit for the frames um, on the basement YouTube page. It's absolutely insane, possibly edit of the year. And... Your boys throwing down hard to promote these new frames. So check them out on the Create Originals website or your local skate shop, wherever you are. And also they have on their website a few of the Chris Piasek uh, collaboration frames. And Chris Piasek is a skater and artist who's been working with Create Originals since the beginning and did a limited run of 25 of these wooden laser engraved frames that are super cool. They also come in like a really cool wooden box. It's a limited edition run of 25 Get them while you can. I think there's still a few more left on the Creative Originals website. Um, if anybody went to like Bitter Cold or uh, the New York Invitational where Creative Originals had a booth, they had a set of these on display and you could see how sick they are in person with the detail and everything and how well they go with like, especially the new um, coffee motif line that they have, the Creative Originals, the different brown color frames look super cool, but it looks pretty good on any color anyway. So check that out along with the Sean Kelso reflect frames as well check them out createoriginals.com linked in the video description thanks for sponsoring this episode create originals yeah um they do great work they've done and sean's latest part is out of control um and colin too huge shout out to them yeah um are we still doing does anyone do sodi uh, later bodhi whatever we call it do we still have awards or did one stop doing that <laughs> do we Should we do should we do that? I don't know. Like, cause I feel like that's, if anyone did get skater of the year, um, I, or, or blade of the, whatever we call ourselves. Um, <laughs> I think, I think, uh, Colin and Sean are definitely, definitely, definitely in that conversation, you know, lifetime yeah. achievement award kind that's, of stuff. You know, that's what I mean? like, I think more, um, more reasonable, like a lifetime right. achievement award type of thing. Along with like, sense. like John Julio and stuff like that too, are, are on that list as well. Cause like, skating is next level but holding it down for so long and doing so much for skating and it's cool because they don't just skate well like they produce a lot of content like they they still skate like it's their job like it was back in the early 2000s when they were filming for like denial videos or the truth videos like we were back in the day um to put that much effort in still as an adult after all these years is pretty impressive and respectable you have to bow down to that no matter what angle you look at it for sure for sure cool um, I'm stoked. You want to get into this? Yeah, let's get into this. We have some 2024 predictions for this year, but we're also going to take it to another level and 
take a, put our, our futuristic goggles on and see what else we could predict for the future in the next few years beyond. Um, do you want to start yep. off or you want, or you want to? Yeah, sure. I mean, I, I, I think, I think we discovered, um, that on our, on our 2023 predictions and our recap of that, that Austin and I aren't, pr aren't particularly good at predict predicting things for the future of skating. And also like, uh, I think I think we're both very optimistic people regarding rollerblading, just because we have such belief in it. And, um, but I, I like one of my predictions is something that I was touching on earlier in the episode. I think the um, the blade the return of the Blade Cup is going to be one of the biggest contests of the year. I think that's something that's going to really revitalize like the scene. Um, well, not revitalize, but I don't think there's been anything of this like level that's happened in Asia. Sure, like they've had like the Asian X games that lasted longer than the X games in the, in the States. Um, and yeah, like they had like, you know, these big other more, like they had the big um, Japanese event that Soichiro won. I'm not, I'm not sure the name of it, but they, they've had some big like indoor, like kind of like commercial events, but this is like a core event going down. Like this is like what we're used to over there. And it has such a different feel when you attend like a blading cup versus like if anyone even remembers like going to like the x games back in the day uh even before we got you know kicked out of the x games x games was like always kind of lame like even there was pushback from the blading community on when we were the most popular thing in the x games i know it's hard to imagine these days but <laughs> even when we were the most popular thing in the x games in the, in the 90s there was like a whole constituency of bladers that was like against it because it didn't really represent the core values of the community it didn't really feel like it represented us properly and it was in this like really confined setting that was like you know this like extreme red bull kind of like i don't know i think a lot of people think it's it's cool in the mainstream i think it's really goofy but i mean all respect to, to whatever you want to do like but um I think I think the blading cup like obviously is more reflective of not only our values and like our true voice of how we represent ourselves as a community, but it's also like this. It's it's more than a contest. It's like this communal event. It's almost like uh, what maybe juggalos would call the gathering. You know what I mean? But it's like it's like it's like our gathering. You know what I mean? But um, uh, so so I think that's going to be one of the biggest events of the year run it right along with winter clash as winter clash always is huge shout out yo-yo but um i think that that one's gonna really revitalize or bring new new life to an area of the world that hasn't really experienced the blading cup how we have or people who haven't had the opportunity to leave you know to come look it's if you're in indonesia thailand or wherever it's like a what 12 hour flight cost a few bucks america california super not everyone can make it out to the blade cup not everyone can experience so a whole huge amount of people are going to get that super healthy blade cup energy john julio is going to be there just like you know he's like our i think our best representative in the community in terms of like how long he's been around what he's accomplished what he's done who he is as a skater and just He's just like a beacon of light in our community. And so he's going there, he's doing, he's working with all this. It's such a smart move. And I'm really like looking forward to seeing how that turns out. People were asking like, oh, are you going to be able to go there with the Mesmer team? And I was like, honestly, I haven't even like thought of it because it was just announced, but it would be really cool to figure out a way to make that happen. I would imagine like 
flights might cost a bit, but then when you get down there, like the, the cost of things will probably be less than America because America is just just kill you on these kind like Airbnbs and hotels and things. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. I'm going to look into it. Are, are you going to look into it? What do you think? It might be a little soon for me to look into a trip that um, intense. If it was like later on in the year, possibly, but um, I will try to make it to one of the blading cups at least this year. So you're, you're predicting that it's just going to like kickstart the sport in a different part of the world a little bit, maybe, or like grow it, help grow it a lot in the other part. Yeah, of the world. no, I, I, I just think like, you know, just like it's going to be a huge, I, I, you know what I've, I basically, I've learned something from our last predictions, Austin, where I'm not trying bait. to give specific exactly what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. Like this person's going to get section of the year. I'm more just like, uh, predicting that this is going to be a real boost for that area and it's going to bring new life. And in that we're going to see a lot more new talent arise from that. So, you know, like when I think a lot of people, as we've discovered on this episode, by having guests on, like everyone has like a launch point in rollerblading where like they come from someone who does it casually to someone who does it like they're a, a lifer or whatever it's called, or there's someone that ends up doing it for like, it becomes like a deep part of them, like in their identity and character. And I think that's how that's created. So I think based on this event, we're going to see not particularly this year, but in the years to come a huge, uh, explosion of talent, from that region that we haven't previously seen. So obviously we all know, like, as we were talking about this episode, um, the Warpages, you know, the Soichiros, the Yutos, um, and all these people. But I think we're going to see these kind of events will spawn a new generation of young skaters from the area. And we can see that in these areas, like there's like a pedagogy that they adhere to that keeps their skating in a certain way. That's very refined. Like they have a high standard, and I think the talent that's going to come out of that is going to, we're going to see the fruits of that from this event for the next few years. So huge shout out to everyone over there for setting this up. And of course, John Julio. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. I've been to like <clears throat> that part of the world a few times and even all the skaters that I've skated with in like Malaysia, Singapore, you know, Thailand, Japan, all those areas, especially China too. China's got a, a ton of skaters that we don't really see from or hear about, uh, at least on this part of the world. So it's gonna be really cool to see them show off and see what they could do and then get exposure to this part of the world and maybe other companies to get sponsorships and more recognition from the industry from, you know, Europe and all these American companies. It's going to be, I, I think it's going to be big and interesting as well. The first one, I, I feel like it'll, it'll snowball into something really, really big and, and impactful. I think uh, the first one, I feel like it, it, it's going to be, everything gets refined, you know, from like the first iteration of it. So maybe, maybe not though, because John has been doing the Blading Cup for a long time. So he knows how to run a contest and an event. I'm sure he has people over there doing the same thing as well. But I, ha I have high hopes as well for this event too. And hopefully we see some new talent over there. Everybody loves watching everybody from that region of the world skate. We said it a million times in the show before. Everybody has such good style. Asian skaters, don't we don't know what it is. It's in the water, whatever it is. They have such good style. They're ridiculous. They kill it in street park whatever it is vert um it's insane so the more skating that comes out of that part of the world the better in my opinion anyway absolutely uh, I'm, I'm just looking forward i would really love to get there like and uh i really look forward to seeing uh what comes of it you know and and, and, what, and what that what the the fruits will bear from that so yeah huge shout out everyone who's a part of that event uh, i have worked that week and i just checked so i can't make it anyway if i if i tried <laughs> 
But moving on to my first prediction, I'm kind of piggybacking off something that I predicted last year that mm-hmm. I feel, in my opinion, I was close to. I predicted that China was going to get a pro skate last year. It didn't happen. I think it's going to happen this year, but that's not my prediction. My prediction <laughs> is um, about Fabiola because people predicted for years that she was going to get a Rossi's pro skate or some sort of signature recognition from Rossi's, even when the Bobby Spazov skate came out in the beginning of the year last year. Um, it was teased and had like pink in it, so people thought that it was going to be a Fabiola skate possibly, but it ended up being Bobby skate, which is all fine and good and everything like that. Um, people just thought that it was going to be a Fabiola skate, but I I noticed that she's been skating USDs recently, and USD is known for giving legendary skaters uh, part of the like legacy line or or signature line, whatever it is. Um, you know, Feinberg's been on that. You've been on that, Billy Carlos. Uh, <laughs> Dustin just got a, a shadow skate, yeah. so I feel like if she's riding USD Dominic. now, yeah, Dominic too. I mean, there's a whole line, Richard too, mm-hmm. um, Albert Huey. So I feel like since Fabiola is part of that now they will recognize that. And if anybody's going to give Fabiola a signature skate of any kind, I feel like it is going to be USD. So I think this year Fabiola will finally get a signature skate that she could actually ride because she has the, uh, the Celtic uh, birth collaboration skate, which was like a, a junior skate, the storm. Uh, so she couldn't actually ride it herself or adults couldn't ride it themselves. It was specifically for kids, but I do anticipate that she will get, recognition from usd to have a pro skate of some sort a signature skate of some sort this year for adults that she can actually ride and people around the world can ride too which is going to be cool to see because fabiola has been killing it for at least like the early 90s i would assume because i remember she was in the x games in 96 so she had been skating for a few years before that yeah i mean like her her longevity is like i mean the the only people could who could have these claims is like john julio Scott Crawford, yeah, her. There, there's yeah. not many people who have lasted. Chris Edwards, obviously, he's still going. Not many people have like lasted the test of time like that. But Fabiola's done it in such a way where she's just up- upheld this standard, and she's been doing it for so long. You've seen her like go from like being a master on vert into like then she'll just like make herself like do a down rail and all this other stuff. Like her range is out of control, and I would imagine that like looking back at her career like with all of her accomplishments and accolades i'm sure she has a place in her house i would hope so anyway with like her x games medals and her trophies and things like that and i'm sure that a a pair of uh signature pro models would really tie in the room together you know what i mean (laughs) she's just like there's something missing in the in the closet there it's so like the, I, it's I, like the dude's rug in the big lebowski is really gonna tie the room together <laughs> exactly exactly she's just like something's missing but i feel like out of everything she's done she really uh she really deserves it and of course i mean beyond deserves it you know but yeah. i think it's just like you know skating just like anything like comes in like waves and and and, and trends and when when she was at her peak, she was like, there, there wasn't many pro skates coming out at the time. And then when pro skates did start coming out, it was more um, focused on street skaters, I think. And that was more became the more popular thing. Like, obviously not in the very beginning, but like as we started like really getting into the pro skate thing, like it was a uh, vert wasn't, you didn't see that happen with many vert skaters, um, barring Tasha Hodgson and, you know, Scott Bentley and the oxygen days. That's a, that's a kind of different era. So it did happen, but I, I just think it was um, when it really 
took uh, like, you know, when it, when it really caught on it, like Vert was kind of neglected and stuff like that, which I think made Fabiola eventually like push herself to do other things. You know, you see like Takeshi um, in that, and in, in even the clip earlier, um, just expand from Vert because like, I think it was like very monodiscipline in like the way, but then it became like about having uh, a variety of skills and access to like different spots. So I would love to see Fabiola get that pro skate, even though I, I feel like um, it's very late. Like, you know, she should have got it earlier, but I think oh, yeah. it's, it's, it's still time. And I think she could still come out with like a fantastic, fantastic part. She's obviously still in great shape. She's very conscious about how she eats, how she takes care of her body. And man, yeah, someone should do like a documentary on that person. She's like an inspiration around the world, not only to rollerbladers, but women and uh, yeah, people around the world, people in Brazil. Yeah, she, she's like a like a local legend down there. So mm-hmm. uh, I would love to see that. Yeah, she does have documentaries on her, but they're all in Portuguese from what I remember. I remember like years ago um, f- stumbling upon some videos and they were just all in Portuguese from TV out there. So I couldn't understand them. But yeah, like a, a real video or a new part from her to promote like a, a new skate would be awesome too because she's a street skater also. I'm sure she started with Park mostly because that's how you kind of made a name for yourself back then was through like the NIS and X Games and stuff like that. But um, she kills it on street too and she, she's been forever. So that'll be cool to see. I know a lot of people in the industry would be hyped to see that as well. Just some rec- it's It's more of like the recognition aspect at this point. Like just to recognize that she's been doing what she's been doing for so long and contributed so much to the sport and been like such a, a legend and an icon for all these years and decades, really. And just to see that recognition is going to be huge whenever it happens. Fingers crossed for you, Fab. Hopefully that, that happens this year for you. That's my first prediction. I, I, I feel confident okay. about this one. After our mess that we made last, of last year's predictions, I feel mm-hmm. pretty confident about this one. So hopefully I'm right. Oh. USD, prove me right. Do the right thing. Um, <laughs> I don't want to say do the right thing. I feel like that's a dick thing to say, but prove me right. <laughs> yeah, it's it, it's like kind of like a mafia thing to say, right? Like <laughs> do the right thing. Do the right thing. <laughs> um, so um, my prediction also is kind of uh, launching off of like some last year prediction where I, I feel like I don't even know if I got it right or wrong, but it was like I was saying multiple setups. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone's going to have multiple setups. It's going to be multiple flat, multiple anti. Um, I have a bold prediction. I'm going with it. The return to anti. We're going to see a lot of people who went flat for a while. I think, I think there's going to be a return and I'll tell you why. Okay. So whatever, like I was saying, like the old prediction, like different tools do different things. You know, you can get, um, I, th- I think like hardcore flat people would say you could do anything you could do on anti on flat. But there is different levels of confidence and different uh, ways you can do those things and different like, you know, if you're doing like a bigger, scarier trick, you really want to trust that you're not going to get a wheel bite. So and I think there was so much exploration in like the flat aspect in so many ways for so many years. Like this, I feel like I don't want to say we've maxed out on it, but I've noticed it slow down already. Like remember like the when people first started like doing quick shuffle before the trick, like, you know, the wheel shuffle, like, Mm -hmm. and it was happening a lot. I feel like that's happening less now. And when like, even like the wizard style stuff, I feel like it's still happening, but it's, it's kind of getting less. And I've seen some 
people out here kind of who were pretty hardcore flat guys kind of transition back to anti actually. Mm. Um, so that is a prediction of mine. I see not like not on a wide range where everyone's just going to go back, but I see like, you know, a lot of people who were skating anti for a while who went to flat for some years and, and was uh, experimenting with a lot of the new moves, the swivels, uh, the shuffles kind of thing, the wheel shuffles and things like that. Um, I, I, I see a return to anti. I don't know if that's me and my own bias or what I think, but I just, I, I feel like um, other than like, you know, obviously like the hard, I mean, the, there's the hardcore flat guys, like, do you know what I mean? That are just like, either they're more based in transition, like that'll never change back. Like Jeff Stockwell will, will never skate anti. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, as long as I, he's going to keep, he's going to keep it flat, like the whole time, just because like, that's his base. And, but I feel like the people who did transition from anti to flat, well, probably. So that's a prediction. The return to anti, I don't like, again, I don't know if it's my own bias, my own thing, or just what I'm doing, because I, I was skating flat for a while and I went back to anti because I just like, I was having fun skating flat for a while. And then I just like, I had a wheel bite and I was just like, nah, I'm not doing this. I'm not, I'm not like you had getting one wheel bite and that was it one. Well, no, it was a few, it was a <laughs> okay. few, but it was on like either soul grinds or back rails. I was like, dude, I'm not trying to like fall that hard. Like I'm getting older. Like, do you know what I mean? And I want to keep skating. And so I want to know I'm going to slide, you know, <laughs> but it, it, it's funny because a lot of people who say, Oh, you get older, you should go more flat. It's better for the rolling. So I could see both arguments, but that's my prediction. What do you think? Yeah, I, that that last point you just made, like how people or people would like assume that when you're old, you want to ride flat because it's easier to roll. But conversely, it's hard. It's quote harder to grind because you need to kind of like concentrate a little more. So it it might be easier to roll for some people, but it also could be harder to grind because you need to like get low usually to make sure that you're not getting that wheel bite. So you, it's like one or the other. It's kind of like which aspect you enjoy more, the rolling part or so. the grinding part. Um, there's some people who don't feel that at all. I know people who ride Aeons, I guess, generally, because the split is so big on that skate that like no one gets wheel bite in those skates, I don't think, and that's a flat rocker mm. skate. So mm. it depends on what you're doing and everything. Um, the return to anti is interesting. I like how you made the correlation between like the wizard style skating mixed with it because – I do say that that's like a trendy style of skating, even though that's my style of skating pretty much at the moment. I do say that it is like a trendy style and it, and it is coming. I'm not going to say that it's going to be here forever, but it's like a, a uh, like a transition into whatever the next phase is. And then like these little maneuvers could be, you know, used in other ways in the next couple of years from now, um, depending how skating evolves over time. So... I I, I I gotta say, and I don't mean to cut you off, like uh, just because, like, uh, I think maybe like part of my prediction is just like my, uh, I don't know, just like me, just wanting to be in a comfort zone of my own. But uh, you, dude, have really taken the big wheel thing, like, and done such a good job with it. Like, so I just want to give you a little bit of praise right now on the episode because thank you, dude. You um you make it look like awesome. So I, I think you're one of the, whoever makes the wizard frames needs to throw you a couple of bucks. I gotta be <laughs> honest or what, because you, you do like one of the best jobs on it. But um, again, like I think I, for, for me, like it's, it's hard to, to cross the enjoyments. Like if I'm skating flat, I can enjoy 
like the the movements but then when i want to like i it's it's like you can't get both i don't know but then like you said it's like the, the the aeon if you're an aeon skater but not everyone's an aeon skater like you know there, there's other frames that are pretty adaptable i think actually the the you know um the create frames which like sean skates them flat does a great job like uh the kaiser the yeah the kaiser frames uh people skate flat do a good job i think they're i think both of those are really good frames for skating flat but um i just i just don't want to i just don't want to feel a wheel bite ever again that, <laughs> that's where i'm at like i don't know if it's just like that i'm lazy or what there's, but, there's trauma so, in there with getting this trauma bite. i could tell i, I could ptsd tell. i could tell i'm screwed it's crazy <laughs> when, I, when i went back to flat actually so i went back to flat the first frames I wrote with the Create Original, the regular OG frames, I wrote 56 millimeter flat. I was like, if I'm going to try it again, I'll try with small wheels to minimize the wheel bite. And I was fine, but I remember the first week, I just messed around and soul grind a curb, legit a curb. Uh, or it was like a one stair, like the first stair on a set of stairs. And I got wheel bite instantly and flipped over. And I was like, oh, wait, shit, I wasn't expecting that. And I'm like, okay, I just have to like spread my foot apart a little bit. And I literally have never gotten wheel bite ever again after that one time. And you just have to be like conscious of it. But it was more of just me being lazy. And that also helped me realize that my skating might have been getting lazier, in my opinion, while I was riding anti-rocker. And I wanted to be able to make sure that my tricks were done a little more, quote, properly. I know there's no rules to this shit, but, you know, we, we have a, our own little person. <laughs> we have our own little personal standards to these things. So in my opinion, I was like, oh, shit, my skating is kind of probably getting a little bit lazy with these tricks now. And riding freestyle, in my opinion helps with that and, and anti-rocker not so much but just in general riding flat it helped me make sure my tricks were dialed in a little more it looked the way that i personally wanted them to look and i'm gonna give you a little I, pushback right now go for it go for it gonna give you a little pushback go for it um we need a moderator so I, for this yeah, i just think it's <laughs> i just think now it's turned into a debate but i just think it's different um because I, I skated flat yesterday actually because i, oh. I took like the, the the new gray mesmer shout out mesmer we got the ts2 yeah. The gray mesmer but um i have a, i have the white ts1 mesmers and i have the ts2 the white ts1 i have anti setup the ts2 i have flat and i i, I caught wheel bite again yesterday and like you said it's just like doing the trick differently i don't think it's i don't i think you used the wrong word when you said properly it's differently so like when you do like a soul grind on an anti setup i think there's actually kind of like an even distribution of like the weight on either foot not even obviously this is going to be more on the sole foot but you're putting a lot like on that sole grind foot like mm -hmm. you're leaning on that so like if you're doing some things like um you could like and you want to jump off of it you can use like both your feet to jump off and trust it like if you're gapping something and then i was like i did a sole grind yesterday caught wheel bite fell like a dork like looked like i've been skating for like six months very embarrassing moment and then Come back and I'm like, oh, you got to like, that's right. I'm skating flat. I forgot. And I got I to like extend the foot, kind of like hover it out like a little bit, rest it there. And like a lot comes back on like the sole foot. Like, do you know what I mean? So mm -hmm. I don't, I truly don't think that it's, I, I, I know like a lot of um, flat uh, and hardcore flat people, we'll call them like flat enthusiasts will be like, oh, that's the flat way is the proper way to do it. That's not. 
I genuinely just think it's different. I don't think it's a proper way to do it. I think it's a different way to do it. And I think they both serve different purposes. So I got to give you a little pushback. Go for it. Go for it. I mean, this turns like a, a a little, not, I want to say a debate because I'm not debating you at all in any way. We're, just <laughs> making, our, we're making our own little points. There are no, like, making our cases. Yeah. There, there are ways of like getting around um, riding flat too. It's just, everyone's different. And it's not so much, even just the frame, like even the wheels matter so much. Like, if you have a bullet profile wheel wheel compared to a flat profile wheel, you're definitely going to get way less wheel bite. So bullets definitely like a benefit to that or even harder wheels. Like don't ride 88 a, if you're going to ride flat in the middle, ride Like at least 90, 92 a in the middle, just to get that little bit of a slide. Cause that makes all the difference as well. You could hit your wheels still, but you'll just slide kind of like an anti-rocker. So there's like multiple ways of going about it. And I could see how people would try flat and be like, Oh, this shit fucking sucks. But then, realize like oh maybe i had the wrong setup for it and not even notice it you can't just put any wheel and frame setup together almost like an anti-rocker and be like okay this is like the way to go Just well that's another error. thing that, that's another thing like and and, and I'll, I'll provide a couple of examples in all due respect but um so like uh jimmy shooter was like used to be like skating flat was skating flat was like uh, the, we that. need him on here for this for this yeah. podcast Sk Sk skating <laughs> flat was like the law in philly from back in the day and they said, oh, you guys are skating anti. That's whatever. You take a closer look. They're all skating like 55 flat. And you're like, what? You're like skating like eight anti-rocker wheels. What are you it talking doubles. about? Like, yeah. You know what I mean? And then also like I, I like now, like a, lo a lot of the uh, people who do skate flat who are like, oh, that's not proper. They skate really hard middle wheels. So it's like the, the bite factor is a lot less. Exactly. So at the end of the day, do what you want to do. Don't exactly don't, whatever, whatever works for you. Like that's, that's, that's the things, but that's my prediction. Uh, the return of anti. we're going to see a return of, uh, people who went to flat, come back to anti. I want to see that edit the Billy O'Neill 2024 edit, the return of anti. That's going to be it's happening. Dude, literally <laughs> after I, I made the decision after I got stuck on the soul grind yesterday, I was like, no, I'm, <laughs> I'm done with this. I was and, like, I'm finished with this. I don't want to, I don't want to. It's so funny because I had the exact same, incident but the opposite way because when i rode anti-rocker the one day last year i rode like i don't know like two minutes into it and i couldn't turn on the ground how i would normally turn and i ate shit i kind of just like stopped and tipped over like 90 degrees instead of 180 and i was like this is horrible i kept falling on the ground because i was so just naturally used to swiveling my feet around and just the way even when you turn and you stop and i was like i can't do this and the grinding had nothing to do with it with me like for most people that's like the biggest thing like anti-rocker grinds are easier i felt they were the exact same i didn't get wheel bite on flat or anti-rocker with that setup but the rolling i just kept falling on the ground and you thought you were embarrassed by getting stuck on a soul grind like oh this guy doesn't know what he's doing i couldn't even roll on a basketball court that's smooth as <laughs> shit because i was riding anti-rocker and i would just swivel like i normally would and my feet wouldn't move with my body and i would just tumble and tip over so yeah. you thought you felt bad i felt really bad too so it's funny well, how know, different people could be it's because, and I think it's because you leaned in so hard to like the, the, the flat thing that the transition was way harder coming back. Exactly. Um, yeah. But yeah. yeah. So go ahead. Your turn. Re return, return of, return of anti. All right. Of my anti. next one might trigger a few people and I'm not here to trigger anybody. I have a span. Trigger warning. Point. Trigger warning. But, <laughs> um, so the last, but recently I feel like razors hasn't done much in skating and <clears throat> i feel like this year with all the new not even new companies coming out but just a way that 
skate brands are being run now and the marketing being done and how all these brands have like cult followings for them nowadays. I feel like Razors hasn't really had that in a while. And I feel like this is a really pivotal, pivotal year for Razors. I feel like in 2024, Razors is either going to sink or swim. They're going to either just completely fall off the map and no one's going to be riding Razors or they're going to have to like hustle down and do the complete opposite and like put a bunch of people on their team, give a bunch of people pro skates. Um, I could be wrong, but I think last year the only pro skate they gave was the Andrew Broom skate. Correct me if I'm wrong, somebody in the chat, because I know everybody else. Long overdue. Long overdue. Well, well long. And that's another thing, too. Well, long overdue. Like, <clears throat> I know they were giving, like, Shima his skates, whatever, and respect to Shima, too. But that was, like, a big thing that people were upset about. And it's not I even I pissed about... the game off. The game got pissed <clears throat> from that. Exactly. And that was, like, yeah. I personally don't think there's anything wrong with it. But if your customers or potential customers are, like, getting upset about that, you obviously know not to do it again. And they did it again with uh, a second Shima re-release. So... Much respect to Shima. Um, this had nothing to do with it, really. But I'm just saying, I feel like Razors lately has, hasn't has been as impactful as they have been in the years. Razors used to be like the biggest skate brand ever. Like dropping hammer videos, having the most stacked pro team, pro skates all the time. And then now it hasn't really been like that. So I feel like with the rise of other brands like them, Mesmer, stuff like that, USD is doing huge things too. Um Razors kind of fell back and I don't really see, I can't honestly think of anybody I personally know who rides Razors that's not on the team or sponsored or affiliated them in some way. Like no one out here I could think of that rides uh, Razors. Um, we have people out here like there's there's Joe Jimenez and there's um, mm-hmm. jo- Jordan skates them. Jordan. Um, so oh, yeah, he rocks the Colts, right? Yeah. He they're, they're, the Colts. And then he looks good in them. And I, and yeah. I think like, you know, they, they, they made such a, they they made such a classic skate that there's always going to be the the loyalists mm-hmm. like no matter what like razors could put up no promo for like two years and there's going to be people still skating razors forever i feel i feel like that's just kind of and, and i think razors knows that too and they're they're just I think like that's so their problem i think that, that's i think that's the, i think that's the pro well it's they got too it's, comfy it's not a, it's not a problem for them if it still works <laughs> like you know but well who knows but but, but, but i think that scene i think that has is and has been the situation with them for a while where they because they have this like classic product that they don't really need to compete to the level of like the other brands in terms of like content just because like why bother like you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like if the skates are going to sell then Mm -hmm. you don't you don't really have to have to do that you know Mm -hmm. i think it would be good like uh the, the more if they did come out with more content i thought it was cool that derek uh kind of retired after getting yeah. a couple of pro skates because to make room for like the younger generation and i thought that was really cool and i think that's something but where is that younger uh, generation at razors though that was like two years ago now 22 that happened well like like i said like the, a, a lot of the two easy guys out here um a few a few of them are on razors ripping like i said like you know well, hopefully Joe, they get some recognition Joe. then like hopefully razors does something with that's what i'm saying like i don't want razors to fail i'm just saying that they haven't really done anything for whatever reason it is and yeah. people like you're speaking about need to get more recognition because sure. they rate like regardless of how you feel about razors i know it's a somewhat controversial uh, company over the years but if they really wanted to like not do anything, they would have left. They've been putting money in the industry forever for, for decades. They're one of the first skate brands that we've had and like, they should be putting money back in and, and supporting these people who support them back. Um, yeah. They, they need to like do something with the marketing. I love Jeff too. Jeff Akers that 
you know, is involved with Raisins and Sunshine too. Like he's the man. Um, I hope he's there fighting for for what's right over there because I, I know he probably is. And yeah, I, 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 I mean, succeed I mean, in everything too. They're definitely. I don't mean to cut you off. I'm sorry, but they're definitely still involved. Like they 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 threw they they threw some money toward the event that I threw this year. I'm sure they yeah throw they some money toward the events that are happening around the year. Jeff is um, just fantastic for rollerblading. He's just like not only as a skater but as a representative and like what he does. He really cares. Um, Andy has been there forever. He obviously has his hands doing a bunch of different projects all the time. He's a very busy guy, so he can't give his full focus to blading, but. Um, Jeff has always been like a great person, very focused yep. in that way. And I agree. It would be it would be good to see more from them. So your prediction is we're going to see more from them. Uh, my prediction is one or the other. Like they're either going to fail completely this How is that year. a prediction? That's not a prediction. Well, well, no, it is a prediction because like <laughs> lately they've just been stagnant. Just like it's kind of – Razors has been in the background. In my opinion, Razors has been in the background more or less. But either now they're going to – fall off completely and you're never going to hear from races again like either andy's going to be like oh i don't want to do this anymore um you could tell that there's less involvement with races so if you like either that's going to happen or they're just going to get that kick in the ass this year and do the complete opposite and put everybody on the like just bump a bunch of people to the pro team give out a bunch of pro skates to build that fan base again that cult following no pun intended that cult following with razors and like they used to have in, in back in the day because like just for example, like Mesmer, you guys, the, the marketing and everything that you guys do, like putting out edits all the time, like you could tell you're putting in work and you care about it. Razors, it doesn't seem like they care about skating or the skaters anymore as much as they have in the past. So that's my prediction is one or the complete opposite of the other one. So it, the only way I'm wrong with that is if the only exactly controversial, I prefaced it with that. But the only mm -hmm. way my prediction is wrong is if they just stay the same and have like one or two skate drops this year and not give anybody a new pro skate or bump anybody to the pro team. I don't even know, honestly, who's on the pro team anymore. I know Jeff Howard and, and Andrew Broom, but um, if, if they do the opposite that I hope that happens and that that'd be awesome to see. Yeah, I, I, I think, uh, you know, they've been around for so long, they're not going out without a fight, and they're not going to just uh, disappear. They have a bunch of loyalists, and I think that uh, it wouldn't take too much for them to to get back on on that. So It wouldn't. Um, that's why yeah, I don't they should so. do something. <laughs> but yeah, but, they, I think but so. they, in my opinion, they haven't, so that's what I'm saying. Okay, well, I have one more prediction for the year, um, and then we can speculate for, for a bit of what we think the future of blading holds. But... Um, so as you all know, Standard uh, just, they announced that they were going to be a company in the beginning of 2023. They have made progress along the way. They've recently announced their their pro team with Brian Weiss, Stefan Brandau, Yandreo Silverio. And um, this is a very safe prediction, but it's still a prediction. Um, my, my prediction is that because you have to pick between one of the three people my prediction is that uh yandreo will get the first pro skate from standard and that'll be the first model which is well deserved i <laughs> i had to throw I that in know. there <laughs> i had to throw that in there i, I was wondering i was like because it could be uh stefan because he's been he's been working close with lawrence from the beginning so i was I, that was tough for me to think i was like maybe it will be stefan but um i'm going with yandreo he's been putting out work just he's always so active, whether he's skating in his house in the winter with, you know, pads along the wall <laughs> on his Instagram so or if he's skating street or if he's dropping parts, he's done some tricks that are just, 
he's just one of the most proper skaters. He's skating. He's one of the guys he'll skate flat and do a true spin. I'll leave, you know, true top misfit or whatever. A true, yeah, I don't know. True misfit. True mi- top is top side misfit. Yeah. Okay. Who's so, counting yeah, anymore he, now anyway? I, <laughs> but he, so like he'll do like all those things that you shouldn't be able to do skating flat while skating flat. And he's just like, just such a proper skater. Like he's like really good with like his switch and natural. I think he's just really good ambassador for the brand. And frankly, they should be very, uh, they should be very grateful that they have him because he's just an amazing representative and ambassador of blading as a whole. So my prediction is that Yandrea will get uh, his first pro skate through standard, uh, and that will be a well-deserved pro skate. So we'll see. I agree with you. That would be awesome to see. Uh, I, I'll what do you there. think? I'll be there rooting for Yandy. Uh, well, pretty much. Yandy! Yeah, yeah one, one of them is going to be the first one to get a pro skate. I, I, I can't pick or choose which one I would want. I would prefer over the other, but I definitely love Yandy as a person. I love his skating. So he would be. But what do you think? It's not what you prefer. It's what you think. Sure, I agree. <laughs> I, 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 I think I think so too. If if any of those three, him, uh, Brian or Stefan, I think Yandy would probably be the first pick. I feel like he's just more like, not that anything against the other skaters, but he's more of like a the people skater than the other two. Just because he's like, he's really competitive in in contests. He's really out there. He puts out edits pretty regularly, and I guess Stefan does too. And Brian also, but I don't know. I just feel like Yandy's out there a little bit more than the others are. And he, he's a great person, a great role model. I personally feel like, which is part of the reason why I was happy to start this podcast too, is like to create like role models out of skaters, not just like look up to people for their skating, but Yandy's a great person as well. And he's a, he's a smart guy. He knows what he's talking about. He has a kind heart. And I feel like that's important too, which is, you know, honestly, you don't want to be giving all these dickheads pro skates and shit like that if you're a shitty person. You know, you want to give like the good, the right people who deserve it. Those should be the role models in the industry. Those people deserve to to get recognition and to, and to you know reap the these benefits that we have, these small little benefits that we have in the skating world. So yeah, I, I'm, I'm uh, on your team for that one. I'm on your side for that one. I want that Yandy pro skate this year too. I didn't even think about that with a standard, but um, I have my standards on pre-order now. So I can't wait to try them out in general anyway. And hopefully he does get that recognition. And I'm happy to see that if it happens. Nice. Um, yeah. Uh, being a pro skater is more than being good, you know? So it's about being an ambassador, a representative and someone who can communicate and is willing to communicate with people. If they come up to you or chat with you, whether yeah. it be in social media or at events. And he's just, uh, as always, man. And, Man, I I loved loved him at the uh, the New York City uh, the MetroCard Classic. Oh that was my a god, that was a show. He oh on. my god, it was so good. He's just With the claw. Uh, it's <laughs> it, you know we 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 have to, me has to do a better job like making sure uh, there's not anything you can cut yourself on there. But he just it, it's still like made for some really cool pictures and clips. Yeah, he's just like got like blood on his hand and then he touched his face. Now he's got blood on his face. And as always, when he gets in the zone, his eyes are like <laughs> this big and it's just like super focused. And man, that was like a sight to behold. And that's another guy like, you know, along with the people who throw the events and along with the people who carry it, that we should just be grateful that we have as ambassadors in blading. So that's mm-hmm. something I see coming forward. And, and I hope that that happens. Yeah. Uh, I, I approve of that one. So my last 
prediction is going to be an event prediction. And I, I made one last year. I, I had a semi-correct prediction last year because I predicted, um, what was it? I predicted Jay Yoon was going to get second at Winter Clash. And I also mentioned that I thought Julian was going to win, but that wasn't my prediction. So, And Julian did win last year. But after watching last year's Winter Clash and you know social media too as well, I, there's a, a new kid on the block out there. Um, I, I'm definitely going to butcher his name up. His name is... Uh, he placed top three last year, I believe. Yaro Frein, Frin. I don't know how you pronounce his name, but I believe he's from the Netherlands as well. And I think he got third last year in in Winter Clash. And from my point of view, he came out of nowhere and he just destroyed that park. I'm pretty sure he was a local. That's why he was so good there. But I followed him on social media and he's been killing it all year. And I feel like after last year's hype, he's like in the zone. He's probably going to the park on the low training because it's probably close to him. And I think that he is going to, I'm going to call him as the winner of the 2024 Winter Clash. So I don't know how to pronounce your name again. Yarrow Frine or Yarrow Fring, whatever wow. it is. I think, I think we're going to have a new winner at Winter Clash that we haven't had before. And it's going to be a local hero. And Wow. I, I honestly, yeah, I love these bold predictions. Go ahead. I no, love but that. Because anybody who remembers him skating last year, he was killing it. And he was, he, I feel like for these contests, you have to be like, full of such energy. This kid is young and he was like, after the contest was done, he looked like he was ready to go skate another contest afterwards. He was like fired up the entire time. He was like full blast flipping and getting huge airs all over the place, doing all these tricks left and right. He was nonstop. He was a beast, straight up beast. So I think that he has that fire. He got third in winter clash in 2023. And I, I think he's going to be a top competitor and I think he's going to win uh winter clash 2024. I think he's going to be the winner. Honestly, hope he doesn't hear this because I feel like Why? if you hear that, like, pressure? I don't know, like, yeah, it's like Ed's pressure, <laughs> but, um, uh, that would be cool if that happened, man. That's like, uh, I, I was like hesitant to make like uh, specific predictions after our, uh, you know, our, our lack of success in predictions from 2023. I'm not, but, <laughs> but no, that's it, man. You got the, you got courage, dude. I'm like me. I love, I respect that. But um, because if he is right, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna be the fucking man if that's right. <laughs> that's like no, if you think about a con- if you think about a contest, any contest, any of these big contests in general, like even a small contest is like what a hundred people, fifty people, something like that. So to predict that one person is gonna win, who's not like an obvious like a, a Julian Cadeau, like a Joe Atkinson type of right. person, but I mean when you think about it, they enter almost every contest. They don't necessarily win every contest, so there's still an opportunity for somebody else to to take it and. In my opinion, that would be like a really cool story and unknown, not like an unknown, but like a newer guy to, to win one of these contests because the future, you know, it should be bright and it would be just cool to see one of these people. It was like when Julian Cadeau uh, went head to head with Brian Aragon back in the day at Winter Clash. That was like super epic. How, how That was one of the best Winter Clashes probably because it was like yeah. this little random unknown kid battling Brian Aragon, like the, the biggest name in the in the business at that point. So I feel like this is going to be one of those similar situations, but I think that he's going to come out on top this year. I love that. And that great reference, by the way, to the Aragon Julian Cadell battle. That was a hell of a epic, hell of a battle. Yeah. I'm stoked for this, uh, for this year coming up. Um, got winter clashes coming up. Yeah, it, it should be good. So that's all of our predictions. I had an idea. We'll see how it goes of just to predict where we think blading, uh, 2024 predictions and beyond. So if this doesn't go well, it's my fault because it was, it's kind of like an abstract <laughs> idea. I wanted to, I wanted to go on, but 
But I don't know, Austin, like, what do you think and beyond, like predictions for blading 10 years from now, 20 years from now? What, what do you see? Where do you see blading in 10 years? I don't know where you were going to take this. I'm going to take this in a crazy direction that might not be expected by anybody. And I like AI is all over the place right now. And it's, it's I like this. <laughs> it's, it's just, it's taken over so many industries and so many parts of our lives that we don't even recognize anymore. Like we use, when you think about it, we use AI almost every day. Maybe not you, Billy, cause you're anti-technology, but like anybody who's like Alexa or like Google, or, oh, my Alexa's going off now. Anybody using that, like we, we use it every day. We use it every day. But, um, so it got me thinking cause a lot of things that I work with, like AI is somehow incorporated in it. So I'm thinking like, how is AI going to be incorporated in skating? Because it will be eventually someday the way things are going, whether you like it or not, it's probably going to happen. And because skating is such an analog kind of thing, you know, like how could it be affected? And I was thinking it's kind of happening already where um, AI is kind of creating skate edits for us. And if anybody has used that feature on Instagram, it if you put a bunch of clips in, it edits it for you. Like it puts it together, it cuts it up to the music that you use. So you don't have to really do anything, but I feel like a feature like that could be learned a little better by the AI tool itself. And you could over time have like different angles and it'll just chop up different skate angles, put it to the music and you don't even have to edit your, your shit anymore. Maybe not a full video, but like at least for social media purposes and Instagram reels and stuff like that. I feel like you're going to be able to go out skating. You're going to be able to, you know, film a bunch of shit and just throw a bunch of like 10 clips into uh, Instagram or whatever app you're using. And it's going to knock out an edit for you. And you're going to have like a skate video produced with AI, which is kind of cool because not everybody is technologically inclined to be able to edit or do anything like that. <laughs> Billy's going to love that feature. <laughs> you should, you should check that out then if that's the case, because Instagram has that edit feature where it edits videos for you already. I haven't used it yet. I've um, my girlfriend Mariah tested it out and that's how I found out about it in the first place, but it, it's probably needs some refining and tweaking, but I feel like it'll specifically be good for skating because it'll link up those double angles. Like it'll know that you filmed the same trick twice from two different spots, uh, throw the B roll in there back and forth. I, I think it'll be cool. I like throw maybe a title of like your name on it or whatever it is. And, uh, I feel like AI is going to help with that too, with all these people who, don't really know how to do anything with cameras or, or technology and be able to showcase their skating in a new way that, you know, makes you look like the boss. I love that. I love that you brought AI into it. That's so, that's so cool. That makes sense. If you think about anything 10 years or 20 yeah. years from now, even if it is rollerblading, there's gotta be some way where AI plays a role. Uh, speaking of, uh, it would be cool if we could figure out how to get our different languages on jump street flying around. So, yeah. via AI. I think that will be something. That's a short-term prediction, like maybe a year or so. We did that with but, the test um, and it was pretty cool to see that. It was yeah. It was super expensive though. Like we did that test clip that I showed you it was like a 1-minute clip, but like to get like an episode done, like it's crazy expensive. So, hopefully it gets uh, cheaper down the line where we could do full episodes in different languages um because we did a lot of you, Spanish you, translation. It was cool. You heard that Patreons. We <laughs> We're going to need we like thousands a month to be able to to do that like that's how expensive that feature was you heard that patreon <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna be starting at 50 dollars starting uh starting 2024 no, that's just funny that's funny <laughs> sorry um, interrupt but go ahead no 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 so um yeah my prediction is um by the way i forgot to mention this that um so uh 
Andrew Nimorowski's uh, new latest video that was premiered at the MetroCard Classic in New York City, and then subsequently uh, around the world, uh, Brain Dead. They had a premiere like a month later, and then they had a premiere shortly after in Denmark, in Copenhagen. But he just released his video, Brain God. It's online. I think it's a B asterisk R asterisk. Spell it down, brain god with the asterisks in between each is how you find it on YouTube, or there might be an easier way if someone uh, knows, just write it in the comments, please. But um, I think videos are going to take a different shape of how they're filmed. Like he had a very like ASMR style to this approach of the videos. I think it's like in terms of the the filming and the approach, it was it was something very different than that we've seen in blading before. So I see, I see things in the future, just going like, like kind of, kind of even like the junk you thing that Mike Torres did, um, where like, it's just like super, the, 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 the video stuff oh, is like super yeah. realistic and like exaggerated. And instead of just like the clips that we're used to seeing, it's kind of the, the focus is going to shift to the, the, the filming aspect. And like that, that's going to change. I think what we're used to now, like the standard of filming, I think it's going to become something a lot more along those lines of those two examples uh, that, that I was pointing out to. So mm -hmm. if you haven't seen those things, check them out, but I could see that happening in the future. I just put that link in the, the description, uh, the, the chat as well for that uh, Abibis video brain guy. I still haven't mm -hmm. checked that out yet. I got to check it out. Um, yeah. I would love to see advancements in that as well. Um, it's only natural for us as an industry, as skaters to refine and modify these things over time and everything evolves just like skating has evolved. The skate video aspect or skate media in general hasn't really evolved. If you think about it over the years, like the general formula and everything from like the first video groove or dare to air or whatever to more recent videos is generally the same. So, uh, to see a different take on it and a different evolution of skate videos is going to be really cool to see in the future, I think. Yeah. Um, I have one more AI thing. <laughs> if you don't mind me. I, I probably could go off for days about this, but I have one more thing that is so out there and random that could make sense or work, or we might actually see it in the future. But I feel like, I don't know how this will work, if it would be through an app or something like that, but it'll learn your skating and it could recommend tricks for you to try or like variations and stuff like that. So pretty much what I'm thinking is like, it knows that you, you're really good at top assets. It knows that you Royale a certain way. And then it could be like, you could ask it be like, Oh, what, what, what trick should I try? And it could be like, do, 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 do. Uh, why don't you try like top acid back Royale? And then if you do that, be like, Oh, back top acid to true Mizu. And it could give you like a trick list to do list to knock out for the day based off of your style of skating, what you like to do and the tricks that you do and the way you do them. Like that's the side of the obstacle that you do them. I feel like something like that is, isn't too far fetched and could be manageable. I don't, like I said, I don't know how that would work. If it would be like an app and you would just type in like your skating stuff or maybe it could be part of the editor where you upload your clips to and it edits the footage for you. It just learns and knows, okay, you uploaded 10 clips of you doing top ads. It's this way. Let's switch it up a bit. And here are some like recommendations of tricks that you could do based off that. And you'd be like, oh, I might not have ever thought of that before. Let me give that a shot. And 
it could work also with like heel rolls and toe rolls and stuff like that because you know you ever been skating with somebody and you're like hey billy you should try this and you're like oh yeah i never thought about that like that why didn't i think about that it seems so natural for me and then you go and do it like first or second try um doesn't necessarily mean that you like weren't able to do it before but you just never thought about it and that's where like the ai aspect would kind of kick in and learn your style learn your tricks and just have these perfect recommendations for you of stuff to try and i think it's kind of cool because it doesn't necessarily take the human aspect out of it it just you're still doing your tricks yourself it's not like a robot is doing the tricks for you or yeah like that, so, so you know? it's, it's it's like essentially a uh interactive ai tracker with your development in rollerblading mm-hmm. and then it's suggesting uh things like like i, I makes sense through an app but it would yeah yeah that's like i said i don't know how that would work exactly but i i think that it is doable because other ai features for other things are kind of similar to that already so i know like with with for instance with like photo editing i'm a photographer as well so there are ai things for photo editing where you upload your photos you edit it it learns it for you and then eventually over time it'll learn your style after a few revisions and it'll know exactly how to edit for you and i think that's very similar to how skating could be you can learn your skating learn your style people do different tricks based off their style and it could you know spit out a bunch of different tricks and variations and stuff for you so it's like ai but not necessarily taking the human aspect out of it because you can still do them yourself It'll still be you doing the tricks. It's still up to you for the skill that you could do or if you have the balls to try it or whatever it is on it. So I think that'd be a cool way to for AI to be implemented within skating. Okay. I got carried away there. Sorry. That was so nerdy. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> should I, I'm pre- right I, I should have I should have set a warning for that one. Like I said, a warning after the razor. That's a trigger. You need to trigger warning me for that. <laughs> um, okay, I'm about to wrap. I'm, I'm, I'm just going to throw out one more fun one. Okay. Um, so Elon Musk is talking about going to Mars. You're talking about technology daunting, and you, you first you say it's Mars <laughs> and Elon Musk, the most technologically like I'm advanced just saying, businesses. I'm just saying, the- if we do eventually get to Mars as a civilization, okay. there's gonna have to be a skate park eventually if there's a civilization. <laughs> so awesome. yeah, I, I think I think the first person to do a rollerblading trick in Mars <laughs> might very well be Malachi. But he'll, you know, Malachi, who's like 10 now from the Montgomery Monsters, but he'll be like 28 <laughs> or 30 or 32. And then he'll be, he'll be sent as a representative of America to, from the Rollerblading Federation. You know, it'll be similar to like Star Wars. Um, okay. This is just like a, a kind of a joke, but far out and a bad one, but. That, that um, is one of the best things I ever heard about skating. <laughs> and I will get... I mean, bro, if we get to Mars... I will get slightly... If we get there, think about that. If, then there's got to be a skate park, right? I will get slightly nerdy on this because I'm a low-key astronomy nerd. I will <laughs> oh, get... Cool. So, so I don't want to like... No, nah, nah, I, I respect that. I'm, just, I'm not going to get too crazy, before. but I feel like nah, I was, yeah. the first person to skate on Mars isn't born yet. That's what, how I feel. Also, okay, the first true. person who skates on Mars has to be an astronaut of some sort so they have to be like someone who goes to school for like physics and all this stuff that you need to become an astronaut as well as take up skating as a hobby so mm. the first person who does skate on mars will probably wouldn't hasn't be been for, born yeah hasn't yeah. been born yet because obviously they have to like um establish humans being on mars in the first place i hope to see that soon though but think about all right so what do you think the first trick that will be done on mars would be because well i guess you they would have pavement by that point on Mars because you wouldn't be skating on like the rocks and dirt and stuff. Unless you are, you have the off-road joints that like USD put out. 
that Dustin wore. I think, I, I, I think the first trick on Mars will be a backside stall on a quarter pipe or, or, or a mini ramp. Ooh, a mini ramp on Mars would be cool. You'd be able to get so much air because the gravity is less on, on Mars too. Imagine Takeshi. Well, well, I- well, hypothetically, if it's been if it's been terraformed, then we should have a similar gravity. But if not, I don't think that, that, would that affects be super the gravity. Fun. Terraforming it doesn't affect the gravity. I don't think. Oh, that would be, bro. That would change the game. Then the whole game would be different. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I, I I don't know about that point, but the mass of it matters about the gravity. Um, there does need to be an atmosphere on it, but it would still be less than Earth. Okay, dork. Whatever. I told you I was gonna get nerdy on your ass. <laughs> I told you I was gonna get nerdy on your way. So, no, but Takeshi on Mars would get like thirty feet air on Vert. Mm. Let's see that. Oh, here we go. Elon Musk, make it happen. I'm gonna say that dick, <laughs> that dick line, make it happen. <laughs> we, need, we need it. We need it. Um, but I, I think that's a fun way to end it. Um, oh my god, everyone! Everyone, thanks for joining. We're gonna start uh, next week. We have a we're gonna have a very new guest. Our first guest of 2024. We will announce that by next week. But Austin, I uh, hope you have a happy new year. I love doing this with you, man. Over five years running, still going. Uh, if you enjoy the show, please, like we said, do all the stuff in the beginning of the show. At least subscribe. Come on. 40% of yeah, the people 40%. can't subscribe? Come on. Just click it. It helps us. It makes us it, – it big. it's not about us. It big, big ups blading. You know, the more um, – the more follows we get, the more we get blading out there. You know exactly. It's not, it's not about Austin and my uh, selfish needs. It's it's for the community, I think. But um, it's not so for us. Anyway, it's for you, it's for um, you guys. <laughs> it's for, well, it's for us. It's not for us. It's for us. Yes, right? exactly. There so, you go. Well, well said. It's for the it's for the it's for the grander us. But um, so yeah, uh, everyone, thank you for joining. Uh, like and subscribe. Give all you know. Um, Austin, I hope you have a great year. Sorry, dude. And I'll, I'll see you next. I'm, am I being- <laughs> well, well, be sure to check out the Homie Build Challenge and stay on it for this month. Thank you to Create Originals for sponsoring this episode. Be sure to check out the new show on Kelso, Reflect Frame, as well as the Crispy Asic Wooden Laser and Gray Frame. Thank you so much for sponsoring this episode. If you want to be a sponsor for this uh, show in the future, let us know. Send us an email, uh, jumpstreetpodcast at gmail.com. And happy new year, everybody. We hope to do nice big things for 2024 together. So we'll see you all in the next episode. Peace.